Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. For the past six months, we've been planning a family celebration, basically a commitment celebration. Walking into the crowd made me just feel proud. Oh my gosh, we made it. The Cody Brown family, we embrace a spirit of abundance and affection, time, opportunity, peace, <laughs> wealth, prosperity, wisdom. I can't watch this. As soon as Cody started reading the I mission statement, I can't watch this. I can't watch this. I just, I'm sorry, I need a break. <laughs> episode of everyone's business but mine a bonus episode for the week because the sister wives managed to deliver yet again with sister wives look back parts one and two so that's what we're going to be talking about today um if you wanted to hear the sister wives talk back and i wish that they had maybe considered making it the titles a little bit more distinct distinctly different from one another but you know You get what you get and you don't get upset, right? Um, That was the episode right before that. And yeah, it was a good, it was a good one, you guys. So if you guys want to know what the difference is, the look back, they look at um, just different clips from throughout the seasons. The talk back episodes, they recapped season 18, the finale and the premiere. They made the whole family watch both of those and react to that. So there we go. We're doing look back where they're talking about the whole smorgasbord of receipts, if we will. So let's get into part one, right? 
everyone is handed an iPad to watch the old clips from the show. Uh, unlike the talkback episode, Cody and Robin are separate. They're doing separate interviews on the couch. So we start with the series premiere, where Cody says he fell in love, and then he fell in love again, and then he fell in love again. And then Mary, in 2023, Mary says, yeah, and then he fell out of love, and then he fell out of love again. <laughs> where are my words? And then out of love again. Ha ha ha. Robin has tears in her eyes immediately and says, this is the family I fell in love with way before Cody. Oh, okay. That's interesting. But I thought you guys never gelled with the family and they always outcast you and your children and that they never liked you and accepted you. Okay. That's interesting. That's interesting. Cody talks about his wedding day with Mary 33 years ago and how there were so many people there that he had not seen because, you know, he was like fresh from his mission, right? That he didn't want to leave to the point where he was like, oh, having to remember that this is his wedding day. Like he was just trying to kick it. He was the bell of the ball. This was the best day of his life, getting undivided attention and getting to be in some like white suit like Bing Crosby. This is the best day of his life. It had nothing to do with Mary. As far as his wedding with Janelle, because she was leaving her traditional Mormon culture to become a fundamentalist Mormon, not a whole lot of people showed up outside of their parents. And then with Kersine, he claims he was just feeling too much pressure and feeling like a deer in the headlights and that they probably should have been in a state of courtship for much longer. But you said you never loved her. So what would that matter? You know? Then they play the clip where Cody's telling the kids about how he's been courting Robin in season one. And he thinks that they should invite her into the family. All the kids are excited, right? And then they play the clip where they're introduced to Robin. You know, where she's getting ready for the date and doing her makeup in the mirror. It's like, Cody's definitely my soulmate. Mary looks at the producers and goes, I don't want to watch this. Do I have to? <laughs> Great question, Mary. After that whole clip segment, they ask Cody how he feels. And he's like, oh, well, that was a special time in his life. Like, I finally fell in love with Robin. And then Christine says it was really difficult because there was clearly a soulmate situation happening with Cody and Robin. Whereas with Janelle and Mary, she felt like they all had equal footing at the bottom. Right. But with Robin, there was something different. Both Mary and Janelle say that obviously they knew that there would have to be some adjustments with Mary or Robin rather coming into the family, but they were all fine in the beginning. But then Cody claims like he was in such a special pace, but all the rest of the wives were just complaining about it. Just can we ask him, what were they complaining about? Do you maybe see the connective tissue between maybe you not managing the family when Robin came in? and just running off into the sunset and drinking hot chocolates at the Mexican restaurant together, dilly-dallying, and you, you know, Christine's still healing from her stitches from giving birth to Truly. But they were just complaining. Whatever. Robin, of course, says that it was a really special time for her, but it was also really challenging. You know, just being a passive Polly and waiting for everybody to adjust to her and embrace her family. But Christine says she was actually really excited to have Robin in the family. And that's the only reason they started dating in the first place. Why they started courting Robin in the first place is because all of them agreed that it was the right time. And then Mary says she doesn't know what to think because when she sees Cody saying at the time, you know, I love all my wives, that sort of thing. But then he also loves Robin. 
were you lying then or are you lying now? Like, it's giving very Oprah to Meghan Markle. Like, were you silent or were you silenced? Like, what what is the truth, right? Because for the past two years, he's basically been saying that he never loved Christine and that he was trying to affirm his love with her and do his duty. And then Cody's response to that is that he was choosing to love his wives and reaffirm that and say, I'm in love all the time in a sort of love vomit, as he puts it. But with Robin, it was different. Like, I need this man to take accountability. In season 19, can we ask him, like, why don't you see your responsibility in all of this? And and you have to say more than I was guilty of, like, not loving these people. Because that doesn't seem to be clicking for you. Like, if I said that, I would be horrified and devastated by my behavior that I had been in a decades-long relationship with somebody that I didn't even like, much less love, and now I'm looking at it, especially when they're like women that gave their bodies to you and had several children. They could have done that with somebody who actually liked them. Anyway, I would like to hear answers to that. So after that, Mary says, I do think that he did love each of us, but I think he was just trying to change the narrative now to justify how he feels. And then Robin says, I don't know what point she was trying to make other than telling on herself. She says that she has seen men in plural marriage have a tendency to gravitate to one or two of their wives. And she always saw it as destructive. So had she, she claims that had she seen Cody show favoritism in the beginning, she probably would have backed away pretty fast. But can you see favoritism from your house separately from everybody when he's not leaving you, you know, she, there's something really that's not clicking with her. Like I, both of them, like we can claim that this is like, uh, selective ignorance or not and I think there is a lot of that going on but I also think that there's just like major links in this chain that just are missing with them like they just genuinely don't get it then they play the infamous wedding dress shopping clip which I think is one of the like pillars of the sister wives like that would be a must watch scene if you wanted to get into sister wives where the ladies have, or they think that they're having a bonding moment with Robin, looking at bridesmaids' dresses, picking out dresses for Robin, only to find out later on the interview couch that Cody had picked out a dress with Robin, for Robin, before they even filmed that whole scene. <sighs> Weird. For some reason, well, I know why. Christine had the biggest reaction to this, and therefore, in history, because we know he can't keep Christine's name out of his mouth, that she ends up being the biggest villain of this whole scenario, even though Janelle and Mary both didn't like it either. So the scene starts off nice. Most of the women are saying it was really kind of Robin to include them and all of that because sometimes with plural families, things can be very separate, right? And Mary talks about how when Janelle got married, they both went out and bought similar dresses. Like you can look back, it's giving, um, uh, Goody Proctor, their dresses, it's <laughs> giving Scarlet Letter. And <clears throat> so they went out and bought similar dresses to like fuck with the vibes, right? So they're giving like girl group. That was cute. But 
she says that with Christine's wedding, it was very much a separate situation. Like she was very much a guest, which is not what she can say about Christine's second wedding. You didn't even get to that one, girl. <laughs> That's sad. So if you have not seen the episode, the original episode where the scene comes from, they all sit down on the couch. Things are fine. Cody is like, like ants in his pants, excited, gleeful to tell the other wives, oh, you know, I, I have a secret, you know? And my secret is that I picked out Robin's dress and Christine is very upset. And I was like, that's not even a thing for men to be involved in. Like you also didn't give a shit about my wedding dress. So all of this is just kind of insulting. And Mary and Janelle are like, yeah, it's kind of weird that basically like we would have to film this scene and it was fake. Cody's response to that is that it's difficult to watch because his justification for picking out Robin's dress is that Mary made her own wedding dress. Janelle did not wear a traditional one and he was living far away from Christine when they were planning the wedding. So he just felt like the jealousy that Christine happened was irrational. You don't even see like you just said out of your mouth, like y'all were living long distance. And so she basically planned everything. And so you don't see why you being so heavily involved in Robin would not be irrational. It would actually be pretty rational. <laughs> and also, he's so, like, happy to tell these women that. Almost in a way of, like, a kid who's really excited to ruin a surprise. Like, the, you know, it's like a little shit. And it was like, I got told a secret and I'm just going to tell everybody because like, I want to be the one to tell everybody. And like, did you genuinely, Cody, did you genuinely think that everybody was going to be like, oh my God, thank you. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for making us film this whole scene where we're thinking that we're bonding with this new bitch. And turns out y'all had some like secret giggles with each other at the David's bridal and you picked out this dress and you had this whole bachelor moment and we're just supposed to be like happy for you guys. Like, why would I film that scene with you? And also, here's my thing. Y'all could have done anything else, you know, like they could have just picked out bridesmaids dresses. They could have done some other planning element for the wedding. Cake tasting, flowers, something that Cody wouldn't want to be involved in, right? But that why would they go wedding dress shopping? Has she already done it? Like, it just, it's giving so, like, fake and phony. And the fact that Cody and Robin act like they have no idea of why this might be upsetting. Robin claims that Cody never picked the dress. She said he did give his input, but... Ultimately, I made the decision. Like, okay, but was the decision for that you made the same as what he wanted? Because, you know, that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't really count. She says that they didn't do anything wrong, but y'all were like deceptive. And I can see how maybe people would think that that was like an overreaction, but I actually really don't. Like, why are you pulling me into what would be a bonding moment and it's all fake? Like, okay, maybe it wasn't fake for you, Robin, but it was still fake. And, like, had they known that she had already picked out her wedding dress, obviously they wouldn't have gone with her. So, like, that's just, like, phony. Whatever. 
And then he says, well, you know, Christine was upset that I didn't want to be involved in picking out her wedding dress. But the problem with Christine is that I didn't really want to be married to her. Which, again, do you think that might be why she's upset then? Dummy. Cody straight up, or excuse me, Janelle straight up calls that whole thing a dick move on Cody's part. And Mary says she felt the same way as Janelle. Like, why did we have to have this experience with you or you were just going to turn around and go with Cody? Hello? This was like this is like another link in the chain. I'm like, do you really not get it, or is this like an intentional ignorance? I really wonder. So then Robin says, "My sister wives were taking it like I wasn't real or invested in our time together when we all went, and that's not true. <laughs> invested in the time, like again, like y'all really could have done literally anything else, like." You specifically chose something that you'd already decided on privately with Cody. And if you didn't think it was wrong, and you still don't think it was wrong, then why did both of you hide it? And the only reason why it came out is because Cody couldn't shut his trap. And then finally, all Cody can say is, all right, well, you know, maybe it wasn't fair to the other wives, but it wasn't fair to Robin either. You know, I have a lot of joy. And then he turns around and tries to make himself the victim by saying, there was a lot of criticism about how much time he spent with Robin, but that doesn't mean that he wasn't spending time with the other wives. And basically it was like the best of times of the worst of times for him because he was so in love with Robin, but you know, other people didn't like that. So that was difficult for him. The next clip they play, and I don't care if this makes me an asshole is them making the mad dash out of Lehigh to move to Vegas Janelle says in real time that the vibe in Utah back then was basically, yeah, you could have a plural family, but just like keep your head down, keep to yourself, you'll be left alone. But if you made any sort of waves and then they would use that to be like, bring down the hammer on you in a major way, right? So this made me think like, okay, we were presented this at the time as though the cops were like circling their neighborhood, staked outside of their house with binoculars watching them. And like, granted, okay, you guys went public. And so maybe that would have been a concern for being like, okay, hey, look at us, look at us. And then the authorities might feel the need to harass them. Like, trust and believe this is not a pro-cop <laughs> sentiment that I'm about to share. But I just feel like Cody has put these kids through so much stress, they must never want to move. Think of how many times they've all had to move in the middle of the night, in the day, stuffing things into the back of the tiny U-Hauls. Like, Cody's talking about how he made the family all huddle up for a prayer because at one point during packing, they saw a cop car drive by. Mind you, the cop car was just driving by. It had not a single thing to do with them. And he's like, everybody get in the house. We're going to get a quick pair before we go. Like, can we take a breath? Can we take a breath? The heightened emotions that go along with moving with this family has got to be very triggering. Remember when there was um, a wildfire that was maybe 75 miles away from Mary, but with like a gentle breeze and a suggestion that it might go in her direction. So she had everybody come to her house. This was in Flagstaff and she's like, is screaming because her LuLaRoe God, like fair enough. If you get within 74 
feet of a Lularo box of polyester, the whole thing is going to burst. So you know what? Actually, I'm going to take it back. I'm going to give Mary grace on that situation. But I will say that there are also like 18 other moving situations that happen within the family that like they make me stressed out. (laughs) It's just a lot. Mary, after watching this group prayer, goes, you know, we quit huddling a long time ago, this family. (laughs) Losing their religion. The next clip is when Cody announces that Robin was pregnant for the first time. You guys remember, I recommended you watch that clip a couple weeks ago because they were like trying to drop hints that, you know, some of the kids weren't happy with me having Solomon. And, you know, this has basically been like this beef that she's had with teenagers. This is like, she's such a fucking dork. Dork. So she tells everybody that they're old Cody. Cody announces that Robin's pregnant for the first time. And most of the teenagers there are giving that tumbleweeds, crickets, dust, silence, maybe an internal sigh, like a half an eye roll to try to keep it cute from the reaction. they, They really did not react. But for Robin to make herself the victim to moody teenagers and and to still carry that, I like, you're a dork. Like, I just can't imagine. Like, I'm trying to picture myself coming into, um, I mean, this is going to be completely not something that I fantasized about before, but, you know, let's say... Oh, who's got kids that I would like want to be their stepmom? It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Now that's coming up at the moment, then that's a shame because you'd think I would have a roster. I'm actually disappointed in myself, but let's just say Chris Evans had a bunch of kids, right? And, you know, he divorced that 20 something year old that he married. That one hurts. And then he was looking for another one. And I come in and we're expecting, I'm like, oh, I'm going to have a little Captain America baby. And they are like 14 at this point. You know what? Ryan Phillippe. Okay. So let let me say I marry Ryan Phillippe and we're telling Ava and Deacon and the other one, hey, I'm having a kid. And if Ava and Deacon are like, I'm not going to be like creating beef with them for the rest because of it they're teenagers dummy 
Like, do you not remember being a teenager? Like, what were they supposed to be over the moon that you're having a kid? Janelle says that most of them reacted in the way that most teenagers would in a big ass family, which is, uh, we don't really want to have another kid. Nothing personal, Robin. It's just a bunch of teenagers. Who gives a shit? Robin says that she's been working to forgive some of the reactions of those kids. And like, okay, keep keep working. Actually, this makes all the sense in the world. Because Lord knows, Robin, you don't want to keep a job. So your definition of working is very different from most people's. So yeah, I'm sure you have been working on that. I'm sure you have been working on that because we've seen no results. After that, they play the clip where Robin is pregnant again with Ariola, And Robin says at the time, I'm preparing myself for another reaction, like with what happened with Solomon. So she makes Mary tell the family. Mary, who only has one child, and this has been a very uh, big issue for her. She makes Mary tell her in, a, in an effort to include her. <laughs> She's an asshole. But she was acting like the second reaction was way better than the first one. But I peeped that there were significantly less children. Basically, all of the older teenagers were not there the second time. So that might be why that was different. But you know what? I'm just going to let you guys pretend like that was a better experience. After that, they play old clips of Cody saying that he's in love with Mary and Janelle, going out on dates with them, etc., Janelle says that she and Cody really had a foundation of friendship and she really never thought all those seasons ago that their relationship would end because of that foundation. And then they play a date with Cody and Christine and Christine goes, oh yeah, we were really on a high at that point. We were probably getting along for like two weeks, (laughs) two weeks in a row. And then Mary again asks the real questions. So what was real? Real, real, as she says, what was real? Because he's now saying these things like, I was just performing. It wasn't how I really felt. But are you really that good of an actor? Because I don't think that those things were lying. And, you know, I think that was a great question. Are you that good of an actor, Cody Brown? No. We know that he is absolutely not. And then Cody points to his heart and says, I remember how I felt here in his heart. I remember how I felt here in those things. And I was... Still being optimistic about our lives, but it was a struggle. Then we go into Mary and Cody's, what, seemingly 50,000 year long discussion about whether or not they should have a kid or go the IVF route, etc. Natural. Mary says something very profound, which is, I don't know what my life would be like right now because I see how Cody treats the different kids now. And I just don't know where a like 10 or 15 year old of mine would fit into that knowing how he feels about me. I'm like, well, Mary, I think you do know. And and thank God you don't have to have the answer to that. Then we get into years ago when Robin's noticing that there are some issues of jealousy going on between her and Christine and they have a whole sit down conversation and Christine fully admits that she was, but then they have like, I thought a come to Jesus moment where... Christine like really stepped her pussy up and apologized to Robin. Robin says that she realized lately that even though she really wanted to have a relationship with all of her sister wives, that perhaps 
by the time she joined the family, they had all been going through so much of their own stuff that they weren't as open as she was. But Christine says that she was having a hard time seeing how much time Cody would spend with Robin and how once he popped, he couldn't stop. The rotation never really got more equitable. He was clearly in love with her and not Christine. And Cody was getting closer to Robin's kids and further away from hers. So there's a conversation between Christine and Robin in which, like I said, Christine fully admits to maybe I wasn't fair to you, but... I realized that that wasn't right and we need to form a friendship because you're a good person, Robin. But Christine then says that once they all started going to therapy as a family and the topic of where Cody was spending his time came up, she's like, I could not trust her in that point because Robin knows what's going on and how everybody feels and yet nothing changed. So therefore I can't trust Robin because I don't feel like Robin wants to be with the whole family. I know what I wanted to do. I don't know what Robin wanted to do. But Robin says, I know what I wanted and I know what I did and what I didn't do. And I can go to God and say that I have a clear conscience. Okay. At the end of part one, we get to the catfishing of it all. And Cody says that it makes him extremely angry because he feels like Mary's in full denial about the situation, like acting like she had no intentions of leaving the family for Sam or whatever her name is. And then Mary says that, yeah, like we had our issues for many years before the catfishing. All I wanted was for Cody to be there and support me, but Cody would just lay in bed with his back turned to me. He wouldn't even hold my hand. And then Cody says that what Mary had was an online affair, but she doesn't want to admit to that because she was a victim at the end of the day. But then they move on to the next clip and Cody asks the producer, uh, could I just like flip you guys off every once in a while? Like, don't take it offensively. You know, like, like he's really this mad talking about the catfishing situation. They're like, yeah, do what you got to do, Cody. Whatever. We don't take it personally. So then part in ends with the part one ends with the commitment ceremony celebration, right? As soon as they play the part where Cody's reading the family's mission statement, Robin is like, can I turn this off? Can can I turn this off, please? I can't watch this. I'm sorry. I need a break. She gets up and all you can hear is the door slamming. And then it says to be continued. Girl, let's move on to part two. Yes, it was hairy and yes, it was hard, but he agreed I could go. I'm just glad she was brave enough to do it. Because no, I wasn't in love with her. And as much as I tried to love her, it just wasn't working all the time. I just felt like I had been living this half-life of trying so hard to please him. Putting him first, putting the family first, putting myself last. And then he says, I'm not a good sister wife. And I'm like, whatever, I tried so hard for you. All right, so in part two, Robin is continuing to have a full meltdown, ripping off her mic. <laughs> I gotta take a break. <laughs> so we have to watch the otherwise reactions. A producer says to Mary, that was a good day, right? The commitment ceremony. And Mary says, I'm so mad at us. Every single one of us, we failed ourselves. Cody says that he felt like the mission statement was just so inspired. So inspired by the Dargers and that they just failed to abide by it because there wasn't enough loyalty in the family. <sighs> okay. Here, here's what I would actually like. If 
I know season 19 is probably already done, but season 20, if we could draw up from, I know they still have that easel that they write on, the list of words that Cody Brown can no longer use. Can we just go through a list of like maybe three to five? Loyalty, safety, compliance. Um, oh gosh, what would be another one? Um, protocols. <laughs> Um, and Christine, Christine would be a great number five. I would love that. So basically, yeah, he's like, we failed each other because there wasn't enough loyalty in the family. And then Robin comes shuffling back on set to say, I, I just can't do it. Okay. I can't look at this beautiful thing that we did through our present reality. Okay. Well, you better because that's literally what you're getting paid to do. Like I need this woman to realize you have to work. But once again, here she is, prime example of her relying on everybody else to do the hard work because she managed to cry her way out of it. And I'm complaining real hard because it's not the first time she does it. Which brings us to the episode where the wives go on a girl's trip away from Cody. And who is the most vocal about all the girl power stuff, all the fun that they're having without Cody? Robin. Mary claims that it was a different dynamic when Cody wasn't around because they could loosen up more. Because somebody wasn't so worried about their man, their man, their man, Robin. Christine says she loved those girls' trips a lot. Because it was much easier to be a sister wife to them than a wife to Cody. And then Robin goes, yeah, those were good memories. But she rolls her eyes. Now I'm wondering if they were real. <sighs> You're such a bitch. <laughs> and I liked her for about 15 seconds in the last episode. And all of that's gone. Okay, all of it's gone. The next clip is Mary announcing that she's going to be going through the process of getting a legal divorce so that Robin can marry Cody and adopt the children. Mary says that it was really hard on her emotionally. She did not want to do that. But she also didn't want there to be any question with anybody that Dayton, Aurora, and Brianna were part of their family. So she did what she had to do. And I feel like you know, Mary was really, from my memory, like very um, you know, fake it till you make it. Very like trying to be easy breezy about the whole situation um, when she, you know, wasn't. Um, and I feel like they didn't really pay enough attention to that. I really do. Janelle says that when she asked Cody, like, hey, don't you see the potential for a dynamic changing? What she meant was that Mary, as the legal wife, always had the legal upper hand in case anything happened. But Mary is also a very honorable person, and she was, like, trusting in that. And her concern came from the fact that now that there's a changing of the hands with Robin, she just didn't know her well enough at that time to trust her with, you know, the potential future, right? Cody says that the reason why he thinks the changing of the marriages was actually the beginning of the end was because the legal marriage was some sort of power trip that Mary had. And then when she wasn't in that position, quote, some weird things happened, like her getting catfished. And he says she would disappear for weeks and days on end and how that really shouldn't have ever happened if it was just a paperwork shuffle. Right. But where was your responsibility in that and making her feel better? Nowhere because you didn't like her? Got it. Okay. Then they play the Sedona trip where everybody goes to do family therapy with Nancy. 
Christine looks at that iPad and goes, ew. <laughs> That's when I knew our marriage was really broken. So this is where Nancy, like they're outside and she makes them all kind of stand like planets. Like, where would you, where do you fit in all of this if Cody is the sun, right? And the women are positioning themselves around him to express how close they feel. But Christine's like awkward. She keeps walking like further and further away. And it's like, I don't know. I this is awkward. And then Christine tries to make Cody stand in the middle and them all surround him. Cody says that he doesn't want to do that because that would mean that all the wives, instead of communicating with each other, would have to go through him to have a relationship. Wrong. Cody claims that he didn't want to be the center of, with his wives as spokes because he wanted them to all just be one full unit. And that broke his heart that it didn't happen. Not because he was in love with anybody. It's never, definitely not that. But just because his personal goal had been ruined. Then he says that there's a difference between loving, which I did, and being in love. Because some people can act out a duty of love and then there's people who can do it in love because there's a natural flow. Like, he is explaining how love works to us. Like, we're stupid. And he also seems to think that we're, like, being tricked by him somehow. <laughs> if he just says it slowly enough and breaks it down, then maybe people will think that he's right. But you know what's not happening at everyone's business but mine? That. So, let's move on. Cody goes on to say some gobbledygook about how a few seasons ago, you know, when he started talking about how plural marriage wasn't fair to the women. <clears throat> but then he's like, you know, actually now I do believe it is fair as long as you get the freedom to leave. But then he gets really upset and says it's going to break everybody's heart and be a mess. But, you know, maybe you shouldn't choose to be in it if you can't choose to be committed to it. T tell that to Mary. <laughs> tell that to Mary. What are you talking about? It, the way he like twists his little pussy around to be like, okay, Christine, I had a vision. Christine ruined it because she realized I wasn't in love with her and didn't want to stay in a sexless marriage for the rest of her life with somebody who didn't even like her or spend time with her. She just ruined my whole shit. Mary, however, you go because I don't like you. Because I don't want to. I'm living by the rules that I don't want to. So that's how that works. So. <laughs> and if I just say it enough, maybe you guys will see that that's clearly hypocritical. Hmm. We'll see how that goes. We really, really will. <sighs> then we go on. Robin is asked during that scene, if... When, okay, so sorry. Let me set the scene. Janelle, they're all at the table. They're all sucking on lemons because nobody wants to eat. And Janelle's like, Cody, do you want to live the principle of marriage, plural marriage or not? Right? And then Robin's reaction to that is, well, are you saying that because of me? Is it because of I, me joining the family that everybody is acting like this? And Janelle says, honestly, she really didn't mean to shade Robin in that moment. She just brought all that up because she could feel that things were going on with Christine and Cody. And she was trying to get the temperature in the room with everybody. Christine says she really wasn't seeing any kind of proof that Robin wanted the family she was claiming to want. So she was doubting her sincerity at that point real bad. Robin says, 
she had no incidents where she was trying to purposely hurt anybody or have Cody do more for her than anybody else. And she knows what her intentions are. And like, I need you to stop saying that because nobody else does. Except for like Cody, I guess. Say I know where my intentions are. It doesn't really hit like people think it does. (laughs) Okay, well, that only would do anything for me if I trusted that. But I don't. So you saying, like, I know what my intentions were doesn't mean anything to anybody but you. So. Anyway, Mary says she blames Cody and not Robin because she also thinks he had such a good relationship with Robin that it was easier for her, him, to step away from the rest of him than to be with him. (laughs) You want to do this again, Kara? Yeah. We're going to keep it? Mm Mm-hmm. Mary says that she blames Cody and not Robin for the breaking up of the family. But she also thinks that Cody had such a good relationship with Robin that it was easier for him to step away from the rest of them. There we go. Thank you. The next clip is Janelle having everybody go out to Coyote Pass to discuss the ground rules of how to communicate. It was that bad. We were having to have a meeting about how to talk to each other. This was pre-pandemic it was 2020 but like before things really got real right cody's straight up saying i don't want to do this and honestly i don't give a shit because of a a, quote lack of respect for others and basic values and how i see actually now i kind of see my family as an obstacle to my own goals my own goals of wanting to a big happy family i'm seeing you guys as the very detriment to that see how that works (laughs) janelle says that was probably the first time that cody expressed being over plural marriage and what selfish bastard he is for saying that they were a hindrance to his goals. And then she says, now I'm I'm getting the code words that he's using. Like, oh, when he says that we don't have the same values, it's just that you don't believe what Robin and I believe. So like, what are your values, right? Because in a marriage, you're supposed to grow together. So if your values are different, then we've all grown apart. Cody says the values were about the one big family. And ladies, if you don't like each other, we should have never been one big family. Okay. And so Cody, does that also count for you? If you were never in love with these women, you never should have been one big family. Janelle says, dude, the responsibility is yours to shoulder the burden and take care of all of your families. Most plural families don't even live together. So this idea of like everything being ruined by Christine not wanting to have the one big house. No. Mary says, I think Cody was already okay with us not being in his life, and he was actually doing whatever he could to push us away emotionally. Thank you. And then Cody goes into his dark night mode, whispering, right? I really wanted one big family, but they don't work together. They don't care. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The next is Cody and Mary going on their anniversary a few years ago. And Cody being like, you know, I'm not coming for you anymore or whatever it is that he said. Mary says he was really confusing because what do you do with somebody who says, I want to be courted by you. But then when you say I'm willing to do that, they say I'm not going to come on you or whatever he said. Right. Cody says that Mary never courted him. She blamed him after the catfishing. And there's a reason why he doesn't trust or feel safe with her. But he never wants to say what that is. So maybe just stop bringing it up then. Okay. Then they play the clip where Cody tells Mary how he's feeling all this pressure to, you know, satisfy the emotional needs of a wife that he has no desire to satisfy and how he just wonders if, you know, maybe if those people are so unhappy that they would just like leave, you know, go find something else if that makes them happy instead of badgering me about how I'm not doing those things. Maybe they could do that. So Mary says, you know, if he was talking about me, he was. He should just say that, which I do agree with. But Christine says he wasn't just directing that towards Mary. He was also talking about me. But then when I leave, he's like, well, why did you leave? It came out of the blue. But like, have some accountability, dude. And of course, Robin says, everybody has their journey. And I've gone through like a long time of having to stop being upset that people didn't want what they originally wanted. But who said that other than Cody? Everybody wanted the common goal. Cody was the one who changed his tune. Cody claims that he was mad because this was right after he saw people, people talking about what would happen should Cody pass away. How, how great it would be, how it's probably going to be a girl party and we're going to be kiki and having fun. And who was the one who said that? The only one when they play the clip back, who said that? Robin. Robin's the only one who said it. And then he sits there on the couch and goes, fuck you. So I suffer in plural marriage, sacrificing, sacrificing. It ain't all beer and Skittles. He legit used that line again. And for you to only be her friend when I'm dead? To really care about her children when I'm dead? No, you guys get in line now or you get the hell out. Keep that energy for the chick that you share your bed with. She's the only one who said it. She's the only one who said, and I've been saying all this season, that every time Robin quibbles and snivels about her life in the future and, and all the women on the porch sitting around, she like just kind of in passive mentions Cody. All, all of her fantasies, Cody's dead. You should be concerned about that. You're the one sharing the war- with your bed with a woman who's fantasizing about you being dead. But everybody else is the monster. Interesting. After that, they air the breakup conversation with Cody and Christine from two seasons ago, right? And Christine goes, yes. <laughs> that conversation felt so good. When it was over, it was like, yeah, that was hard. But he agreed that I could go. It felt good. Cody says, well, I'm just glad that she was brave enough to do it because I wasn't in love with her. And as much as I tried to love her, it just wasn't working all the time. She called me a coward. Because I'm not allowed to break up with anybody. I'm the prisoner here. 
I can't just be like, hey, bitch, I'm done with you. <laughs> when a polygamous husband can't deal with the woman anymore and he goes to the church, they'll just be like, dude, you're stuck. The fact that this man is acting like as a man, he is a prisoner of the Mormon church system. Girl. Girl, <laughs> get real. Then, before they play the clip, they warn Robin, the producers warn Robin, the next scene's going to be tough. And when I tell y'all, I'm like, okay, well, let me see how long it takes for her before she stops this video. Five seconds. Five seconds. A Christine, the clip where Christine says that she's going to be putting her house on the market, which leads to Cody being like, oh, the knife and the kidney, the sacrifices I made to love you. You know, five seconds. I can't watch this. I'm sorry. I, I don't want to start having another panic attack. Like that was a very, very, very painful day. You need demerits, penalty, check docking. If you're not going to participate and you can't watch these hard scenes, then there need to be consequences and repercussions. Okay. It's one less six for 36 panty sale for you at, at Victoria's Secret, ma'am. If you're not going to be able to watch these scenes, it, this should have been a pay per scene payment plan. And you're already out two out of the 12. So I, I'm expecting a 10 out of 12 check for, for Robin. And this isn't my money, but give me the two. Give me the, give me the money for two and she'll take the 10. Just take it right out of her bank account now before she can buy another charm from David Yerman. So anyway, Cody says that the knife in the kidney, kidney monologue started with him being uh, teed off because he felt like Robin was groveling to be Christine's friend. And that's why he popped the fuck off. Janelle says that generally what happens is that every time Robin is slighted or there's a perception of that, that she points to producers and goes, and I'm sure you've seen this happen. You know, he gets angry or he tries to shut things down and it's always about Robin. Mary says... And thank God for this. I feel like I can be a little bit more honest about how I felt in that moment. Because during the scene, she's saying nothing, right? She says, I was feeling a lot of pain because I felt really in the middle and I didn't have a place. Janelle and Christine have this relationship. I'm not in that. I'm definitely not in the one Cody and Robin corner. But I wanted to have a marriage with Cody. So I felt like I needed to be defensive of Cody. But truthfully... I don't agree with some of the things that Christine said, but I highly disagree with some of the things that Cody said and did. And then Cody mentions, for no reason, this woman that he had been courting for a while, this would have been between Janelle and Christine. I believe this may have been the 18-year-old that they were courting at some point. Maybe there's a, this is a different woman that we haven't heard about before. But in their book, I believe there was an 18-year-old in the mix at some point and she was out of the mix. Thank God. So this chick is in between Christine and Janelle. Christine, he, according to Cody, he says that after he married Christine, the woman still wanted to be in the family. Christine shut it down before they got married because she says, I allegedly, I'm never going to get married to you if you marry this other chick. And then after they got married, he seems to act like this was a surprise that she still was not interested in having this woman in the family. 
and I guess this is supposed to be a gotcha moment. Didn't get me. Christine says, I never prevented him from being with this woman. And actually, I have no recollection of it happening that way. I don't recall this woman actually wanting to marry Cody. That's actually a straight up lie. But also, what is this relevant to anything? <laughs> That's what I want to know, babe. <laughs> what does this have to do with anything? So Cody says that that was an example of the sacrifices he made to love you, Christine. That was, that was the example. So this also like doesn't make sense to me. You never loved Christine and let, yet you allowed her to talk you out of a marriage to somebody that you claim that you really wanted to be with. That you chose to be with Christine who you didn't want to be with. And you also l let her call the shots. Okay. But wouldn't that fall flat if she was perfectly fine with Robin being in the family? You know, until until you guys ran off into the sunset together? So, not the gotcha moment. Sorry, babe. Sorry, babe. They ask Cody, are you ready to watch this big fight? And he says, is it the one with Janelle? And they're like, yeah. He tosses his iPad on the couch and says, I don't want to watch it anymore. Like, almost threatening. I don't want to watch it anymore. All right? It's as bad as Christine's, but I didn't want to admit the same things were going on with me and Janelle. And I still struggle to admit that we're not good together because she's not a loyal wife. And I'm probably a pretty shitty husband. I don't care. We're not working anymore and I don't want to talk about it anymore. Okay, and so that's why your check gets docked and goes to me. That, so that's three units of scenes that I would like to get compensated for because I'm talking about them. I'm talking about them just fine. Janelle does watch that big fight scene though and calls Cody an ass for making this conversation about the boys. And Christine says, I think it's the job of the parent. And I think Christine might listen to my podcast because I pretty much said this shit bar for bar. It's the job of a parent to be more of an adult in any situation involving your kids outside of them, like being really egregious, right? You're always going to be their parent. So Janelle says, I think in, in Cody's perfect world, I would have stood with him against all of our children. And since I won't, we're, this relationship is all my fault weird and she's correct there's still no conversation being had between cody and janelle's kids aside from the fact that there's like a little bit of a relationship going on with cody and garrison but there's been no recollection reconciliation with any of her kids and then she says honestly at this point i don't really care if i ever interact with cody ever again i really don't the last clip, again, is the final scene from season 18 where Mary and Cody are breaking up at the bench. Mary says, I just wish that Cody would take some accountability that he did love me and then he didn't. Like, don't act like you never loved me before. Say you did and then you fell out of love. It's not fair to sit there and watch him have a marriage relationship with Robin when I'm in the shadows without any sort of emotional or intimate relationship with him. So Cody goes, okay, well, you know, I was maybe a little harsh saying that I didn't love her, but that's because she beat the love out of me over our first year of marriage. From the beginning, we had a lot of problems, but divorce wasn't an option in our world. And diluting the relationship was the only option I had because I'm like, I need another wife because I can't spend all my time with her.
I don't know. I'm laughing. I'm, I'm like delirious. <laughs> delirious. Cause like, bro, I get, I can totally understand being, well, I like, I can't, but I can understand being so wrapped up in a world that you feel like you're chained and bound by these rules of a religion, even though like from a legal standpoint, you absolutely had every option and right to divorce Mary if you wanted to. And I don't know why you're acting like just adding more people into a shitty situation because you don't like the chick that you married after like the first month that you married her was going to make things better for anybody. How was that going to help anyone? Then Cody claims there are no victims in this family. Except for Robin. They're just victims of their own choices. And that makes him sad. And it makes, and the sad makes him angry. And he goes, you know, all right, it's over. But we'll be okay. And then Robin says, we screwed up. All of us. So bad. It's just so dumb what we let happen to our family. We didn't communicate enough. We weren't looking at each other with charity and love. We weren't following our family mission statement. Not that I read it. We let the ease of living apart drive us apart from each other. And then we let COVID drive us apart. And we held on to our grudges like me and didn't let them go. And we told our whole family group chat that we were going to do a separate Christmas with everybody because we didn't feel safe. We let fear drive us. We let jealousy drive us. We let selfishness drive us. We failed. We screwed up. And we're going to have to live with that. We're all going to have to live with that. And then she takes her phone out of selfie mode. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> and then she puts the mirror down. And, reala- and we all realize that she's talking to herself. Oh, Lord, you guys... Thank you so much for hanging out with me on this bonus episode. Next week, we're going to be talking part one of two of Christine's wedding. And I'm excited. We'll see. We'll see. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for speaking. Love you.